Every time we're at the playground, my daughter tries to convince the other kids that she's somebody else. Mama is outside and I'm Anna. Her name is Lucy. Not Anna from Arendelle, not Dorothy Gale from Kansas, not Wonder Woman, not Superhero, Lucille Waljasper. Anna Lucy. Names can be tough. Saying them, spelling them, living with them can all be rough on a kid. Lucy Waljasper. Kids will find a way to make fun of almost any name, and choosing a kid's name can be exhausting. So, this is The Parent Coop. It's a series about the ups and downs, the joys and sorrows of parenting. We are not here to give advice. We're here to tell you stories. Stories that will remind you that, no matter what, you're not alone. Whatever stage of parenting you're at, from prenatal to grandparents and everywhere in between, we're with you. Each episode will have a couple stories based on a theme. Today's theme? Names. First, a story about my husband and I picking a name for our newest baby. And then, a few short stories from some of you all about names. There's a lot of wonderful nerds out there naming babies. Future episodes will have more stories and more opportunities for you all to chime in, but more on that later. Now here's the show. Our first baby was born at home, and yes, that was the plan the whole time. Annie and I took a birth class, watched videos on home births, and met with a doula, a sort of birth coach, as well as a midwife. Our daughter Lucy was born happy and healthy, without the assistance of any drugs, in our bedroom. People thought it was a little weird, but seriously, we wouldn't have had it any other way. So when it came time for our second kid to come out, I really wasn't that worried. Plus, in the two and a half years after our daughter Lucy was born, life had gotten a lot busier. Chasing after a toddler, work, owning a home, family, diapers, bills, walking the dog. I was not ready for this birth. Now, I'm not saying I wasn't excited to meet this new baby. We'd been on pins and needles for months. Annie was four days past her due date and more than ready. I was really tired and not motivated to keep going to work. But the birth, the actual act of bringing a baby from my wife's uterus into the world, did we remember how to do that? On Thursday morning, I got a text from Annie. I've had about three pretty strong, uncomfortable contractions on the car ride. Still going to work, but keep your phone nearby. At lunch, I checked in with her. Still having contractions here and there. What about Oliver or Oscar, Abraham, Jack, Simon, Samuel, Paul? I like all of them. We still didn't have a boy's name picked out. We decided not to find out the baby's sex because, I don't know, it it just seemed more exciting. We had our girl's name, but Annie swore that the lack of a boy's name, well, that's why this baby was late. It must be a boy, and he was waiting on a name. By the end of the day, still nothing. I shot her another text on my way home, just to see how things were going. Fine. At Target, took a big poop and had one contraction, but otherwise failing. Oh, also Theodore. Simon? Theodore? Were we naming a baby or a chipmunk? The contractions continued off and on, but by dinner, they were intense enough that Annie couldn't really talk when they hit. This birth was really going to happen. I went to call the midwife, but Annie stopped me. I was ready to be in labor. I wanted the baby to come, but like physiologically, I think that my body shut off a little bit. 
when the doula came, when somebody else kind of invaded our space. So that's what happened with Lucy. It disrupts the flow. And I didn't want to call all these people together and have them intrude and have my body have the same reaction, even though I wanted to have this baby so bad. But second babies often come out much faster than firsts. While Annie was worried about scaring this baby back up inside of her, I was worried about catching a baby without any licensed professionals around. The contractions got more intense, and Annie went from silent gasps to full-on moans. I called our doula Kate and the midwife. They both said they'd head our way. Then I realized it was after 9 p.m., and Lucy was still wide awake. I could tell she sensed the excitement in the air. Mama. Yeah, baby. Will you follow me and, and go in the Okay, please don't, please don't be demanding. Go on in the living room. I'm coming to Lucy kept trying to get Annie to go into the living room or the kitchen. Basically anywhere that Annie didn't want to be. After a while, I gave up on trying to get her to bed. There was just too much else to do. We turned Lucy's attention to playing nursemaid. Annie got into the shower to try to relieve some pain in her lower back. I called Annie's sister, Kate, who'd agreed to be the point person for Lucy, just in case she needed a distraction. But she seemed to be handling it well. The, like, awe I had of her. I thought that was so cool. Like, it was just so cool. My little two-year-old daughter was mothering me. She wasn't freaked out. She wasn't scared. She didn't think that I was doing anything I couldn't do or that I was, like, dying. Like, she didn't, she wasn't scared of the situation, which everybody seemed to have an opinion that she was going to be scared. You know, oh, she shouldn't be there. You don't want to do that to her. I don't, I don't think I did anything to her other than expose her to something that was really natural. And I think that the way to know that it was really natural is that she was not phased by it. The birth team began to arrive. First to show up was Kate, the doula. Our dog Ellie, she loves Kate. She put on some calming music and helped get Lucy focused on playing in her room while I got things in order. One of the birth assistants arrived and helped me inflate the birth tub so we could fill it with warm water. Yes, there was an inflatable tub in my dining room. Holly, our midwife, came in. I helped her get her supplies into the house. Things were really starting to get going. Seriously, that doorbell was getting obnoxious. It was the second birth assistant. By that time, Annie was in the bedroom on all fours, rocking her hips back and forth through the contractions. I tried to hold her hand or rub her back as the pain radiated through her stomach, back, and into her legs. As the waves of pain passed, her body sunk into the bed, exhausted. Annie asked me if I'd called her mom yet. I had completely forgot. See, Annie wasn't sure if she wanted her mom at the birth. She's always been supportive of our plans to have this baby at home, but they're both very strong, independent women. After all, they're both the oldest. I called her mom to give her an update. She was getting ready for bed, and I really didn't know what to say. Finally, I told her that the midwife thought the baby was going to be here soon, and, well, she should just come over. That was just after midnight. 
A little while later, Annie's sister Kate arrived. She took over entertaining Lucy and had the great idea to get her to watch a movie. Why didn't we think of that? The soft, warm glow of our dining room was now accented by the blue tinges of Disney's 1970 classic, Aristocats. The pain started getting more intense, but finally the tub was full enough. Annie got into the water, but as the pain increased, she was nervous that her moans might scare her younger sister away from motherhood. It's a little hard to hear, but Annie says, you're not allowed to not have a baby. You have to do this, Kate. She goes on to say, I just want to be an aunt too. The contractions came closer together and were stronger, with silent, stoic moments between. But as the baby moved down and got ready to come out, Annie started to wear out. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. It was heartbreaking. After Lucy's birth, I told everyone that Annie was one of the strongest people I knew. I was amazed by what she did. And this birth was no different. But I hated the fact that she couldn't see what everyone else in that room saw. That this was just a natural part of birth and, well, she was almost through it. I felt helpless, unable to do anything but offer words of encouragement and a hand to squeeze. She was really doing great. Her mom came in a little after one in the morning. I didn't think that I would call out to her. And in that very next contraction, it was so intense and so powerful. And maybe it was because I just saw her. Mom! Mom! <laughs> in that moment, I saw how much my wife loved her mom. It was so raw, uncluttered, and pure. There was no question of how her mom would handle the birth. She was one of the best cheerleaders of the night. Ardula Kate is also a music therapist. She switched the music to a playlist that had French horns. The low sound of the horns helped Annie focus her breath down. Kate encouraged her to focus her energy into low moans, imagining her hips opening up. It really helped. I mean, I know everything got still. I got still. I got quiet. And in my head, I wasn't necessarily thinking, like, you have to be still. You have to be quiet now. It was just, we, I don't know. I wasn't even, I don't even know if it was a conscious, like, okay, I have to push now. Like, I can't say that I was, like, if we were in, you know, a movie that you would hear me say, I need to push. The baby's coming. Like, I don't know that that was what was going through my head. But it was, I did, I got very, I know I got very quiet and I got very still. The vibration, like, of the water even got still. Holly, the midwife, checked Annie to see how things were progressing. By that time, I was across the tub from Annie. I saw the top of the head beginning to come out, and I don't know why, but it surprised me. I started tearing up, and I realized I was smiling uncontrollably. I caught Kate's eye and got a little self-conscious, but honestly, I didn't even care. With each push, the head moved a little further out, then inched backwards as Annie caught her breath. Finally, the head was almost completely out. I wanted to reach down and, and just grab it, pulling this kid into the world. Annie reached down and felt the baby's head between her legs. 
With one more push, this little limp, gray body slipped right out of her. Annie pulled the baby oh up onto God. her chest, and before Holly draped warm towels over Mama and baby, I saw one thing. The biggest pair of balls a newborn baby has ever had. Beautiful, 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 beautiful balls. Okay, maybe not the biggest, but they were pretty big. Neither of us said it, but Annie and I both realized we were in trouble. We didn't have a name for this happy, healthy little boy. But none of that mattered, because this beautiful little man had finally come into our lives. And Lucy? Oh, Lucy fell asleep to Aristocats about an hour before the baby showed up. By about noon, we'd gone back and forth through a dozen or more names. Maximus, Thomas, Norman, Theodore. I really like Theodore. <laughs> but none of them felt right. When you give birth at home, you have to go see your pediatrician within a couple of days of giving birth just to make sure everything's going well. So I called our doctor to schedule the appointment. The woman at the other end congratulated me on the birth of our son and asked, What's the patient's name? I wasn't expecting that. In a panic, I shrugged at Annie. I just looked at you like, we have to make a decision. And I kind of had to think like nobody else's opinion mattered. because Everyone who'd met him had their own name for him. But it was our job to give this little creature a name. It was such a big responsibility, something he'd be stuck with the rest of his life. So I had to, like, make that decision in my head. And I was kind of pushing for Theodore, but I looked at you and I was like, yeah, it's just got to be Francis. He's just a Francis. Francis Christopher Waljasper was born May 29th, 2015, at 2.42 in the morning. He weighed 9 pounds and stood 20 inches even. And he's perfect. Close your eyes Have no fear The monster's gone He's on the run First unheard message My firstborn son's name is Hendrix Philo and we knew that we loved the name Henry we always had um, but when we started looking at popular baby names we saw that Henry was trending, and so we wanted to make sure that he wasn't a Henry in a sea of Henrys. So one day my husband was listening to music, and he came out and said, oh my goodness, we could name him Hendrix and call him Henry. We love Jimi Hendrix, and so that, that was that. It was a done deal. Hello, this is Emily Meyer. I have a feeling this is going to be way too long, but that's okay. Um, I have two daughters. My older daughter's name is Mercy Julia Eugenia Meyer. Um, her nickname is MJ. The reason that she has her name is because in the first place, my husband always wanted a little girl named MJ because Spider-Man is his favorite comic book and the heroine, because apparently he doesn't count Gwen Stacy, 
is Mary Jane Watson, whose nickname was MJ. So he basically said I could name the baby whatever I wanted as long as we called her MJ. Um, the first name Mercy comes from my high school, um, which was founded by the Sisters of Mercy. Um, I really feel as though I would not be who I am today if it was not for the education that I received there. And I really treasured my time there. Um, her second name, Julia, is because my mother-in-law's name is Julie, and I didn't think that Mercy Julie sounded nice. Um, so you know, it's the more formal Julia. And Eugenia is my mother's middle name. So that is how she got her name. Hi, um, my name is Catherine. Um, I have three kids, twin girls who are four, um, Marin and Claire, and Nolan, who is five months. Um, Marin and Claire are twins, um, and it took us a very long time to be pregnant with them. And so when I was choosing their name um, for Marin, who is technically older, um, I chose her name because it means wished for child, and she is very much wished for. It means uh, Marin is Gaelic, and I am very Irish. Um, I chose Claire, uh, C-L-A-R-E, because that's where my family is from, um, County Clare in Ireland. This is Paul Workman. My son's name is Owen Lars. Owen comes from my wife's family. Her father's name is Gary Owen. His father's name is Boyd Owen, so it's a generational name. We named him Owen after her family because she's one of two daughters and her sister has cerebral palsy and is incapable of bearing children. And our children being their only grandchildren, we named him after her family. We got Lars from the film Star Wars. Owen Lars is the man who raised Luke Skywalker from a baby till you meet him in the first movie. And he is the only Owen I could really find in all of geekdom that was worthy of naming the child after. My second born is Roscoe Everett. And um, I was doing kind of a living history interview with my grandmother. And she talked about her dad's name. She said his name was Charlie Roscoe. And it was the first time that I had ever heard that his name mentioned. And um, I just love the name Roscoe. It uh, stands for deer in the wood. And I just thought that was so beautiful. And um, then we were on the hunt for a middle name. We had to be fought over, you know, the middle name for months and months. And then um, my other great-grandfather is um, Everett. And we loved the way that Roscoe Everett sounded. So that was that. Was that. We call him Padawan, which is also a Star Wars reference. The Star Wars universe... I'm sure most people are familiar with, there are an order of knights called Jedis, and they call their young disciples Padawans. So we took Owen and fused it into that name, and he is Padawan. Again, my name is Catherine, um, and then my son Nolan, who is five months. Um, we had a bit of a rocky start to his pregnancy. Um, he was, we were not quite sure that um, the pregnancy was going to continue. It was very scary, but he made it through and we knew that he would need a name to reflect his tenacity. And so we chose Nolan, which is Gaelic, just like the girl's name, and it means champion. Um, and he definitely is a champion. He, um, weighed, he weighed in at 10 pounds, 7 ounces when he was born, and he is 
huge and uh, wonderful. Um, thanks. This is Emily Meyer again. Our younger daughter, Ramona, is Ramona Eloise. Um, she got her name because my favorite book series growing up was Ramona, the Ramona Quinby series by um, Beverly Cleary. And I always thought that if I were to have two girls, the second one should obviously be named Ramona because she was the precocious younger sister. Um, it also happened that my husband really enjoyed the graphic novel series, um, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. And the main character or the main female in that is Ramona Flowers. So we agreed on that pretty quickly. So we have Mercy Julia Eugenia and Ramona Eloise. And if, if and when we have a third child, I don't know that as much thought will be put into their name. My daughter's name is Magnolia, Carolyn. And Magnolia, we actually stole from my sweet friends who named both of their children after trees. And their son, when he was born, he was either going to be Orin or um, Magnolia if he was a girl. And he turned out to be a boy, and then they were done. So I asked for permission because it was just the most beautiful name I'd ever heard. End of message. If you want to add your voice to future episodes, call us at 312-307-8368 or record yourself and send it into Annie at theparentcoop.com. That's A-N-N-I-E at theparentcoop.com or 312-307-8368. To find out what to call in about, you can go to facebook.com slash theparentcoop or visit us at theparentcoop.com. If you have a really compelling story, we might ask you to be a part of a larger story on a future episode. The Parent Coop was produced by Chris Waljasper, my studly husband. Special thanks to George Drake Jr. for production assistance. The music in Fritz's story was curated by Kate Taylor of Creative Childbirth's Concepts and was actually some of the music from his birth. And thanks to all of the parents who called in to share their stories. Finally, thanks to my awesome kids, Lucy and Fritz, for being part of this show. We plan on putting out episodes at the beginning of every month through the end of the year, so subscribe to The Parent Coop on iTunes or check in with us at theparentcoop.com or Facebook for future stories. Listen next time at theparentcoop.com or wherever you get podcasts. It's a what hat? A dancing hat. Well, let's dance. Mmm.